Welcome back. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the podcast, Come Over for Dinner. I am so excited you're here. Today I have a very special guest. Her name is Carolyn. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Carolyn. Well, sure. Um, I am from Moscow, Idaho. I'm one of the born and raised in the Briar Patch sort of people. Uh, and that's been delightful. So I've got to kind of grow up with the community as it is grown and flourished and so on, which of course I met you. Yes. <laughs> many, many moons many ago. Many moons ago yeah. when it was a smaller community. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so I taught, I, I went to, you know, kind of did the classical school thing. And then I taught after that in several different locations. And then God blessed me with marriage in 2010 and to a Brit. So we lived in England for six years. That is very uh, exciting. Which was a thing. Oh my goodness. So all our kids were born there. We have all the passports that you can need. Uh, and, but we moved back here in 2016. God was kind and uh, your family and so on. And so we've been here ever since. Very fun. Well, okay, I already know that I'm going to have her back for a second and third episode to hear all about Britain. (laughs) 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 To hear all the recipes and things she learned. I've never visited, but I've always wanted to. (laughs) I'm sure there's lots of amazing things that that they could share with us and have. You know, we've we've definitely had some things come across the pond, so to speak. We might even hear about some of them today, so stay tuned. (laughs) Don't press pause. (laughs) That's true. All right, so tell us, when you have company over, you obviously have kids, so you're feeding your family every night. Right, right. So this may be for your family, too, but what do you think of, especially when you're inviting another family over to dinner? Yeah, and especially in this area, it's a different um, animal to invite people because we are lots of big families, lots of kids, as opposed to when I was having people, as you say, in England, I actually was usually having older people. Um, whether they're grandparents or just folks who maybe had one kid, but not usually. So it was, it was a very different transition because that's how I started my married life of having hospitality with that. Okay. So coming over here and going, oh, yes, right. <laughs> we have all these families with kids. And right. um, and so I do love cooking and prepping, but as you know, I, I don't on average feed 200 people. Right. That is not typically. <laughs> Although she does. Side <laughs> note, she does feed 200 people at times. At times, but that's usually Becca's fault, and right. we, can, we can talk to her about she that. She helps with the NSA. <laughs> Uh, well, Becca, they have, we've had Becca on the podcast yeah. be- before, and she is the NSA events coordinator. Mm-hmm. I would say that Carolyn is NSA events coordinator part two. You're so is cute. that an official I love it. title? No. no, I get to be the assistant to the coordinator. I like how I guys. So, but I've learned so much from Becca for sure on the huge crowd thing. But yeah, like you say, with the kind of average family size, I I have learned let's not get too fancy. Like I like a beautiful table and things, but. Unless it's Easter and Christmas. You might not be pulling out your fine china you with know, eight children right? coming to visit. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> so I immediately think things that would be somewhat simpler for everyone to navigate. Mm-hmm. Uh, that includes anywhere from how I'm seating everybody and where we can fit everyone to also just, of course, um, taste of kids. Mm-hmm. If they're older teenagers versus all the little people, what kind of things should I think about in my menu because you don't like those awkward moments. And I right. sympathize as a parent of sure. of younger ones, too, where it's like, oh, yay, we're having everything right. peppers, right. you know, or, or all the weird textures. Right. You know what I mean? You don't want to be a part of a discipline moment. Yes. Where they've been trying for weeks to get their child to taste a bite of squash. <laughs> yes, exactly. served squash casserole. Mm, so delicious. <laughs> yes. And, or, you know, there's, there's, you could, all of you out there listening could probably name all the common things that oh, so yes. many kids. So, sure. And, and of course, I'm not going to tiptoe too hard. Right. 
But I think, okay, just well, what, consideration. yes, just what would be reasonably simple uh, to mm-hmm. do, and especially if it's a bigger crowd. So those are some of the things I tend to ponder mm-hmm. with people with kids. Very good. Very good tip because that's, yes, yeah, something that needs to be considered. <laughs> <laughs> there aren't meltdowns between no. children or parents. Yes. <laughs> We're all sitting there. All right. So what menu do you want to share with us yeah. today? Well, you know, you asked me and I was thinking, oh my goodness, there's so many things. Um that are good and delicious. And I, I immediately thought, okay, giant roast of some kind because mm. meat is very important yes. and near and dear. And that is good and wonderful, um, but can maybe be a bit strappy on the budget to, to you know, depending mm. on the you situation. Yeah, all that kind sure. of thing. Um, and, and so the other aspect in this is also learning stress levels of the cook. Mm-hmm. And something I really appreciated growing up about when you're preparing for company is if the whole family is stressed out in preparing, mm-hmm. then maybe we shouldn't do that. We should do something a little yeah. simpler. Yes. And and that's, again, I, I laud my community here, actually, of, of growing with that. And I'm old mm-hmm. enough to remember actual sermons even, but just Bible studies are just conversations about here's how we can love one another with hospitality without all of us feeling this weird obligation to be very 1950s about it and pull out all the... The stops. The fine china you know, and the six-course gourmet Yeah, meal. yeah. But we also knew we wanted to grow and not just, you know, do plastic plates every time. And, you know, they have their place, and that is great. Sure. It's, but it's not always picnic-style, casual mm-hmm. 70s moment, you know, right. if I can knock my own generation for right. a while there. <laughs> um, so I thought, okay, well... Um, Italian. It's safe. Italian. Yeah, no. Americans do love Italian. We sure love our Italian. And there are many other things I could have picked, but I have a particular soft spot for it. I used to lead um, trips when I was a teacher to Greece and Italy every summer with my incoming seniors. Please do this again. Invite me. (laughs) I would love it. It'd be so much fun. And I did. I learned so much just by eating there. And I would grill our tour guides. I'm like, so what is this? What are we, what can I get in this region? Um, And I just, yes, I just like Italian food even before that. So it's something that can be largely prepped ahead of time, which I'm a big fan of doing um, so that you can focus on other things the day of. I agree. And um, it's popular with most people and you can suit it to different needs allergies all of those kinds of things I can dress it up I can dress it down so I am a fan of Italian okay. that is what we're doing well. so um obviously you can do what I'm about to tell you with buying pasta in the store okay, okay? but I do okay. like if I'm having company I usually do like to make my own pasta oh, my, please okay. invite me for dinner as well <laughs> well darling of course we you know have before to. I post this on the podcast I really need to vet this recipe <laughs> I really can't put this out there until I've tasted it. It all comes out why she's doing it's it. It's all a sacrifice for mm-hmm. you, podcast listeners. I see what's going on here. I see what's <laughs> okay. happening. Okay, tell us about the okay. homemade pasta. Yeah, so homemade pasta. So I've been playing around with it over the years, and I started by, you know, a little rube me going, oh, well. This guy says you only use egg yolks and that's it. And, and you do it with this kind of flour and it's very fancy and careful. And, and that was great. And it was mm-hmm. good. And it was very rich, beautiful pasta. Mm-hmm. But it was also a little more, again, involved. Time. And people are like, oh, what is double zero flour? Oh, I don't know what that <laughs> is. And I don't know where to get it. Right. You know, that sort of thing. And so I thought, oh, I wonder. And it, and it actually literally happened one time. I was like, oh, I really, I said I'd make homemade pasta, but I did not think about, I don't have double zero flour at the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, just... Yay for Google, right? Right. So I just typed it in, and I have some trusted sites that I often, I'm sure we all do. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, this blogger, good, okay. And just regular, 
all-purpose flour mm-hmm. um, can make a beautiful homemade pasta. It's still, okay. you can still taste the difference between it and the store-bought if you want. And sure. it's a little simpler and it's just the whole egg. You don't have to use yolks. So, so this listeners is for you. If you're wanting to do homemade pasta, but you don't want to fuss with the uber fancy versions, if you will, then just type it in all-purpose flour pasta, pasta and you'll find, you know, whatever your trusted blogger is. Okay. They probably have it. Well, I um. need to do this because <laughs> I probably have made pasta in my lifetime, but it's been a very long time. Fair. So I need to, I need to hone this skill. Yeah. Well, I mean, it also helps to have a pasta maker mm-hmm. if I make, you know, the little roller oh, thing yes. that you get. So, cause obviously, yes, you could do the Italian grandma thing and roll it out with your rolling pin, but oh my, um, you need some pretty good <laughs> arm workout things there to get it the thin enough. Italian grandmas have more muscles than I oh, do. It's crazy. It's, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen videos. It's amazing. It's amazing. What they just do by hand. Yes. I I am a wuss. Let's just face it. little American sadness. But <laughs> I do have a wonderful pasta maker that I just, and it is just roll it out with a little okay. handle. And the kids like to help with that. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a fun thing. If I plan ahead, get all that going, and they have time to have some fun and help. If this, yeah. real quick, if this is not your recommended item at the end, tell us where to get one. Oh, um... Usually Amazon, Amazon, to be honest, but I do like the more expensive Italian make. Okay, so look for an Italian maker, better quality. Mm -hmm. If you're in that zone, if you're like, well, I'm not in that zone yet, you guys, okay, they have plenty of cheaper ones. (laughs) Right. And you can just do that and it's fine. Um, Sometimes getting it, I mean, maybe the cheap ones work well, but sometimes if you get something that's just really cheap, it's more frustrating because it it doesn't work well and you can't do a good job and so you get frustrated and just... It's it true. doesn't turn, the quality isn't there. You're not going to turn out the product you're looking for. Fair. But I don't know. I, I can't really comment on this because I do not have a <laughs> pasta maker. You're so great. So. No, I mean, and I'll bet you could get on eBay and stuff too. Sure. You know, find oh, yeah. a secondhand mm-hmm. situation. Um, that's handy. And and some KitchenAid attachments, actually, believe it or not, have something where you can get I've the thing those. that you can run it through and it cuts yes. the noodle on your KitchenAid. Okay. So you're not using, I have the hand crank thing because mm-hmm. I do like the feel. Okay. I like to know. But a friend actually got me the attachments and I need to play with those. And have you, see you haven't used I have it not yet. But you're going to. Have time. But okay. I intend to. I do have a KitchenAid, so I'll have to look at that yeah. compare prices. Yeah. It's just kind of fun to see what you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that you'll want is um, if you're feeling very fancy about this, and I brought a couple options here. So you can just cut it into strips, you know, okay. treat it like your regular old pasta and pour sauce over it. Or if you're in ravioli mode, which is what I brought a recipe for, you can get the cool little cutters. So you, you just roll it all out and then you have these little cutters that both cut and seal it at the same time. Sounds fun. It's cool. Yes. And kids can help do that. Kids can help do that if that they're would old be enough. Really yeah. Fun. Like so I got all these ideas from a wonderful mom um, when I was teaching in Spokane a million years ago. And she would regularly have pasta parties actually. And so a lot of her she had daughters and I taught a couple of them and so I got privilege of getting to be involved with this and yeah she'd have the friends over and we'd all have our little jobs and just hang out and chat and somebody's mixing the filling and somebody's rolling the dough and cutting it and then letting it go and she was teaching at the same time i mean she probably had already made the dough and stuff or i was helping you know Mm because we're the adults i was an adult i have to remind myself of that (laughs) i I have been an adult for a while adult not a child yes but i mean these are teenage girls and they're pretty competent and so so they liked to get involved with Mm -hmm. that too and and um, we'd have the pasta party and just hang out and eat it afterwards which is brilliant so she has these are her sausage ravioli filling here and the alfredo saucer from her 
um, and then obviously pasta of your choice. So your three components so. are going to be your homemade noodles, yep. sausage ravioli mm-hmm. filling, and... She calls it killer Alfredo sauce. Killer Alfredo sauce. In terms sauce. of, yeah, you probably will have heart problems with the amount of calories, but no, no one minds. No nope. splurge every we now are and good. is okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that is that is what we do. Well, the word moderation means that mm-hmm. you've splurged at some point. You Indeed. Know, moderation mm-hmm. in all things mean that there's some times when you're having a vegetable meal and there's times <laughs> when you're having a sausage ravioli yeah, pasta killer sauce meal. Yes. Yes, where we try to handle that with people. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you well, you said the shortcut that you have for this recipe is you can buy just uh, buy the pasta, buy the pasta mm-hmm. from the store. Yep, yep, and make just make your do make what your you filling. Want. And, and your I think sauce. some places even I know you can buy pre-made pizza dough. Okay, I don't know if they do pre-made pasta dough, which okay. I would doubt. But maybe if any of you know. You might find out. but Maybe in the refrigerated section You never know. Never yeah. know. Okay. Find well, out. that's something to search for. Yeah. I will look for that. What is your best prep tip when you're inviting a family over? You're having company coming. You do have some inspiration from friends, um, but where else do you look? Um, I mean, growing up, really. It was paying attention to what my mom did, largely. Um, but I've also had the opportunity to be in many women's homes. And over the years, both as a teacher and a friend and just watching life unfold. And that is genuinely the best teaching I think I've ever had. I can't point to a book or a blog. Mm-hmm. Um, That's better than No, that. I really can't. Um, and so probably there may be some of you out there going, well, that's not helpful. <laughs> well, I, do not. I live in the middle of boonie nowhere and I, you know, have... Okay, well, I mean, but I assume perhaps you do go to church, you know, and or maybe listen to other ladies like this, which is delightful that you're doing it. Thank I did you. not mean to segue into that when no. it just happened. <laughs> but yeah. Thank you, man. Finding people, that's the nice thing about modern life, isn't sure. it? Finding people who are talking about this sort of thing. Right. Um, because that really is the best. I mean, second to that... Um, I've, I've appreciated, I think George Grant and his wife wrote a book on hospitality. Um, is it come let us gather together or something like that? Okay. I, I'm terrible with title remembering, but I remember that they, that they wrote one the book. That has some recipes in it. But all, yeah, but it was, talking, it was it also at. though about how to have people like they took it by different rooms in the house and like, okay, how you welcome somebody and so on. So if you're looking, I guess that would be maybe my first pointer to you. If you're looking for the tips of preparing your home and thinking about it, I think that book was really very impactful okay so if we can find the title okay <laughs> sorry well, guys we're I, looking i did look but i'm not it's not popping up i okay. probably typed something in wrong well anyway george grant and his wife are the are the authors okay. so there you are folks out there well we'll we'll all keep looking while we're talking we'll circle back around it. to it for sure <laughs> good what about a shopping tip shopping tip You're shopping for a crowd yes um the nice thing for me, I'm, I'm far enough along in married life and so on and family to kind of have an idea of the flow of how our food works, if you will. And I don't have teenagers yet, so I have not yet, if you will, shifted gears into hardcore, they're eating me out of house and home level yet. So I, I understand that it's coming. <laughs> I'll <laughs> have to give you tips. Woo, yes, we'll talk to you at that point. But so I have kind of a base shop every week of these are the things that I always get. So I always have them on hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, flour, sugar, I mean, all of that, we all have sure. pantry essentials on mm-hmm. hand. One of the other things, though, that I like to have always is, is meat in the freezer and some sort of probably berries or something. So if I need to whip out any kind of dessert almost whatsoever, I have berries that I can play with to do things. That has been super handy 
over the time. So I'd encourage you just just get your frozen section berries. You know, it doesn't need to be top of the line. That's very true because you could make a pie. If yep. you had ice cream, you could put it over ice cream mm-hmm. and, and do whipped or sauce. Yeah. You could do berries and whipped cream. Yep. Ina Garten has a delicious recipe, and it is almost instant. If you have, it's called frozen berries with hot white chocolate or frozen Ooh, berries with white good. chocolate or something like that. Yum. And if you have frozen berries, she uses... Um, Mixed berries. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can get that in the frozen yes, section of anywhere. Anywhere, really. Anywhere. Yeah. But you pour, I think it's, you melt white chocolate bars and maybe some cream. I'll look it up. Oh, that sounds grand. And you drizzle it over the frozen berries. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is, is the hot hits those frozen berries and you eat it right away. Yeah. And it's just the neatest dessert I love it. because it's. <laughs> The berries aren't super sweet. Right. No. So the the frozen ones. And so it's sweet with just a touch of bitter, hot with a touch of cold. It's pretty incredible. Uh, okay. Well, now <laughs> I'm going to have to try that. So just, yeah, <laughs> hot tip there. There's a hot tip there. Um, when I love them, you throw them in a cobbler or muffins or make a sauce out of them to pour over another thing. I mean, yeah, you're they just are so very versatile, aren't they? So. Yes, yes. And in their frozen form, when you're mixing them P.S. into muffins and pancakes, they don't make this, you know, you're not coming out with blue pancakes you know sure mm-hmm. they retain the color and shape a little yes. better than a fresh yes okay fresh i did pull up her recipe raspberries blueberries and strawberries which is usually in your mix um and then heavy cream mixed with the white chocolate and Yum. some vanilla so just do a search for ina garten frozen berries with hot white chocolate that sounds so good and circling back around to george grant yeah i think the book you might be talking about is bless this food that's the one there it four is. seasons of menus recipes and table graces yes. And I do actually have this book on my bookshelf. I love it. I love it. I do recognize this one. Yes. My sweet mother gave it to me years and years ago. The Aww. the um, the date on Amazon says 2005. Yeah, that sounds But mm-hmm. pertinent now. And so, yes, he does talk about hospitality, but there are recipes in there, too. Yes. So that's very fun. Handy dandy. And yes. also, I was going to comment about when she talked about her getting recipe inspiration from friends, it is a compliment when someone asks me for a recipe mm. because it really means that they enjoyed it, they want to remake it, and I think that, you know, I mean, I know there's top secret grandma's recipe, <laughs> maybe, if you have a restaurant and this is like a secret that has to go in a vault, but for the most part, most people are very flattered to share something oh, yes. that they've served you. So I don't think, I think, yeah, it's a great idea to just, if you have something in somebody's home that you love, ask for the recipe. Absolutely. And Do not be shy. And the nice thing about having our wonderful phones, mm-hmm. I've done this too, is I will, take a, fo- I will take a photo of it right then and yes. there. It's just so that. So then they don't have to think right, about it. Right. They're like, oh, I need to send you the thing. You're right. like, well, especially if it's handwritten, which some of sure. you know, we still all have those, mm-hmm. um, to just have that. Oh, yeah. I mean, my mom's done that to me. <laughs> Mom, the rye bread recipe, I forgot to write it down. Right. Can you just Instead take a picture? Of, or if it's in a cookbook, yeah. just snap a quick pic. And mm-hmm. I did that at a friend's house recently. Mm-hmm. She made some delicious homemade bread, mm. but was talking about how easy it was. And like, sure, okay, I need that recipe. Yes. But then I also, she kept talking about the cookbook and how much she loved it. And it was a new one for her. And so I snapped a picture of the cover so I exactly. could look it up yes. and just research it a little bit more. Preach. So, mm-hmm. No, I've done that with, yeah, Becca introduced me to the Jerusalem cookbook. And that was, I mean, yeah, I had to take a photo of it because I, I knew 
knew I would forget <laughs> something. You think it'd be simple on my list? Oh, I adore it so much. You do it's so good. Yeah. I know it's that's the whole Middle Eastern list. side. I did consider going on the Middle Eastern side of things because that whole sharing table mentality that they mm-hmm. have is amazing. But I decided, well, yes, but the tastes there may not always be kids. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah, no. So it could, be, it could be modified, mm-hmm. I'm sure. But I thought Italian is also kind of that family share meal. And, and if I could bring it back around, that would be my other thought of doing it this way is because all of this stuff, once it's done, for the most part, then the hostess can also sit down. Yes. It's all on the table and you're not up, down, up, down with each course type of thing, which, again, has a wonderful place. Sure. So I'm not knocking that. But I do tend to like the ones where you can kind of... All the courses are on Yeah, some people call it medze or tapas or, you know, there's cultures call it different things. But Americans often don't do that. Mm -hmm. That's, we tend to think courses a little Mm -hmm. more formally. I don't know. There's probably a history Mm -hmm. there, but I kind of like this idea of let's bring that back a little bit more of Mm -hmm. the hostess is not constantly in the the kitchen. The hostess is a part of her meal. Yeah, a little more. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I've done both, yes, and I've had to learn. I have <laughs> regretted the times when it's a great, fabulous meal. Everybody's having a great time, and at the end of the night, I realized I missed half the stories. Right. They're over there telling yes. a story and laughing and all of that, and everybody's having a wonderful time, and I've, yeah. I'm kind of listening in, but I'm like, I yeah. don't, I missed something. They're <laughs> really laughing yeah. really loud. <laughs> I wish I was over there. I would like to be part so of it. So I, I have had yeah. to learn how to be a better planner. Well, yeah, that balance, isn't it? Because none of us want to, I don't want to be Martha in the kitchen ever. Sure. I, I, I'm very happy to, to serve. But yeah, it is that exact thing of, especially people maybe you don't have an opportunity to see mm-hmm. as much and you feel like, okay, what can I do to right. facilitate as much time as possible? I think the planning ahead is the key to it. Oh, it so is. Yeah. It's just make, make a schedule ahead of time and mm-hmm. back it up as mm-hmm. far as you can. Preach. I do the cleaning part, which we'll get to. I do my cleaning as early as I can. So, because cooking a lot of times does have to be done towards the it end. Does, yeah. But the cleaning, I may have a list where I'm telling myself, okay, it's time to do all the major house stuff, you know, right five days before they ever mm-hmm. show up. You know, bathroom, I try to do the day before. <laughs> yes, we all, yes. We try to hit the bathroom the day before. But, um, okay, tell us your cleaning tip. Okay, yeah, actually, that's you and I think of one on this matter. I'm very much a let's plan ahead. And anything that's more deep cleaning, a couple days out, probably, yeah, even dusting and vacuuming. I remember our whole family, I do remember one where it'd be like, well, no, it needs to be right before they all come. I'm like, they don't have to smell the pine salt and the, you know, all the things that you Might used. not mix too well with the smell Maybe of no. Italian yes, cooking. Maybe no, yes, let's not, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to taste like that. So, yeah, those sorts of things, like you say, maybe the quick wipe of the bathroom, but that should be the last thing and hopefully... Hopefully you have a husband or a child who is capable of helping capable on of that department. Um, because, yeah, then there's that last minute cooking. For example, this is the pasta. Especially if you're using fresh pasta, it's like three minutes to cook it. So you want it out of that pot. You don't want to overdo it, you know, and ready to serve right in that right moment. And, and everything else can be done, again, happily ahead. So you can make the filling days before if you want. It's in the fridge, you know. Uh, the sauce couple days out reheat it um and i brought these too but i mean alfredo sauce ladies and gentlemen let's face it can go with everything so have a marinara as well and i love making basil pesto with it too and just throw it all together because it all tastes great next to each other but but those things can all be done ahead of time so that yeah it's not this running panic in the kitchen and so all you can focus on then is setting the table 
and some people do that the night before too, mm-hmm. right? If you can. Yes. <laughs> um, and and then cooking the pasta in this case. it's That's the last that's thing. That's your only last thing. That's minute. your last thing because you do want everything else ahead. But yeah, you and I are, are thinking on similar tips there. Of, of, if I'm not worrying about the cleaning and if I have people who've helped with the table, then my joy and focus can be on the food. And here's the other thing. I mean, I'm assuming you might have a salad or something with this. You guys pick your sides and what have you. But I find as a guest and as a hostess, I like it when the people come and go, what can I do? Because, you know, you come and you're kind of standing there and like, well, she's all there working and I'm just here with my glass of wine doing the things. And it's like, well, okay, so I try to actually reserve. I learned this from somebody else too. reserve something that the mom or a daughter or somebody can do, like cut the bread Mm -hmm. or toss the salad with the dressing at the last last second. Yeah. Job that needs to be done. And then we have a lovely chat in the kitchen and kind of, you know, ease into things, especially if they're new people and Mm -hmm. they you know, you kind of feel awkward. You're not you do standing your around hands. awkwardly. Yeah. You're doing a task together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we all can come sit down having done that. And I don't have to feel this panic that they walked in the door and I all have to sit down at the table. You know, I once read an article, maybe it was a study where they were talking about the differences between boys and girls oh. and how girls and ladies like to get together and sit face to face and mm-hmm. chat over coffee, <laughs> you know, do, do your husbands do get together for coffee? Any, any other <gasps> ladies out there? <laughs> They were talking about guys, how the, you know, obviously the difference is that they like to do a task together. Yeah. And so you're going to have a lot better conversation with your son if you don't try to sit him down and stare him in the eyes, you know. That is wisdom. My, uh, I won't tell which teenage son it was. <laughs> I have four, so, um, well, some of them are in their 20s now, but oh my. Um, one of my teenage sons said, quit looking at me. <laughs> You're making me feel uncomfortable <laughs> because I was doing the mom thing. Like, let's mm-hmm. sit and tell me about your day. And I'm just staring him in the eyes. <laughs> so I did remember that tip. You know, if you yes. have boys, uh, they really do appreciate mm-hmm. doing a task. Oh, and yeah. you can have great conversations doing a task, whether, you know, it's, you know, dad having the son come out and they're working on the vehicle together or they're fixing something or they're, you know, whatever. Yep. Um so the kitchen, if you have somebody coming over with some boys, that's a great idea too. They would love to jump in with a knife. <laughs> oh, yes, which is terrifying in its other ways. But no, boys can be involved too. Um, or even the dad, you know, like, hey, could you go help my husband open the wine or pour the wine or pour the water or get the napkin? You know, yes, all the things that, let's face it, we trust <clears throat> the males to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe not cook my pasta. I will right, do that don't, unless, don't unless you're experienced. <laughs> yeah, I know. Unless <laughs> the teenage boys cook the maybe pasta. No. But, but yeah, exactly that kind of we are and I love that picture right of all kind right, of helping, helping in the, together in the I table. had my my youngest teenager still at home I gave him the task we had multiple families over one time of being the door opener nice you know you go because mm-hmm. here I am with multiple people asking questions or talking right. or whatever so your task and you can grab your friend that comes in if you want yeah. but your job is to greet the guests now yeah and then as they wait, make their way in, of course I will too but I'm not the one posted by the door so that was a fun excellent thing too so oh good very good. What is your best advice for showing warm hospitality to those coming into your home? You've said many things. But how do you make your home your home warm and welcoming? You know, how do you make them feel at home when they walk in your door? Um, you know, it's easy. My brain immediately wants to go to it. it needs to be clean and it's so pretty and you know. And I'm again appreciative of the advice that you know, multiple women, Nancy Wilson would be one of them, Lori Schlecht is another, my mom, my grandma, of actually the, the feel of the home, 
is especially in this moment so dependent on my attitude and That's my heart. So true. And so I, I would love to go to oh well, all these things to make it all pretty. And I, I um, those things are important to me <laughs> as well. But they don't mean anything or I feel like a giant hypocrite. Right. If that's in place and I've been snapping at everybody and frantic beforehand and need to get, you know. Mm-hmm. So God is good over the years of reminding me more and more of, okay, you want a welcoming home. It is okay that the piano did not get dusted. Right. Because it would be better that you're not snapping at somebody over that than having your you know, attitude altogether about the whole thing. And so that would be the number one is I don't say that lightly. Right. Because <laughs> either you're going to be convicted of massive hypocrisy and your whole family is like, oh, we're putting on the face, are we? You know, right. for everyone. You don't want to be hissing at right. someone your breath. Yes. Or, or the guests the actually see it. I mean, <laughs> heaven true. forbid they come in and feel this kind of, oh, you've got that pasted shark grin on, you know. Everybody just. Yeah. Right. So yeah. heart first and and then and then the other things and and recognizing what you can let go and what you know what is more important. So yeah, I'd like the living room to be tidy. Sure. If my bedroom is the disaster of the right. year because the that's where we closed. chucked everything. <laughs> that is correct. The, the door, door is, is closed. closed. Yay. Bathroom is like you said bathroom is good. Kids bedrooms do not have to be pristine. They're going right. to mess them up anyway. That is that you know. Mm-hmm. Obviously we have our ideal and sure. then we can kind of work it down from there, mm-hmm. you know, to where we all love the standard. Right. I think that's a Doug thing, if yes. I'm not mistaken. We but, love the standard, but we don't always have to achieve perfection. Yes. A lot of times we're looking for perfection as a way of being, of, of, well, it's pride in oh, our totally lives. Is. We want people yeah. to compliment us or tell us how wonderful we are, how organized or how beautiful our home <laughs> is. And all of those things are nice compliments, but sometimes we seek them. The reason right. we do it is because we want to hear them. Yeah. And and acknowledging those little moments of, okay, Lord, you know, something went wrong in the kitchen, which means that thing is not happening and mm-hmm. that's okay. And um, and learning to, to roll with that. Mm-hmm. And so, but on that being said, um, clean home, of course, I love how it smells. I think that's really important. So obviously the meal itself and something like this, yeah, it's probably going to have a beautiful scent but I often like um candles mm-hmm. some nice subtle scents I love apple oh, it just seems to nice. be a beautiful seasonal one and it's easy to find and so I often have candles going and I just like the feel of, of a candle mm-hmm. um even in the summertime where we kind of feel like maybe not as necessary the light sure. is good you know what I mean yes but I still have they, they make something called spring apple or something oh, nice. and I'm just a sucker for it and especially if you know somebody what brand Yes, Better Homes and Gardens makes one, but I think there's just the Walmart brand. Okay. And that's often, and they actually do a really good job with that. And it's Spring not that apple. sickly sweet, right? Gross, it's just a mild, just a mild, nice mm-hmm. appley scent, and that's scent. really good, perfect for the mm-hmm. bathroom. Also, I mean, anywhere, right? But, anywhere you know, that really kind of like, ramps yes. up the bathroom atmosphere. Yeah, especially if you had a child who kicked their sports socks off somewhere. You're like, oh, sure. okay, we need to. Pr- if the laundry moment. room is not pristine, <laughs> okay. If all the football gear smells are exactly. whisking down the hallway, and we don't necessarily want to be spraying Febreze everywhere, though that may work. Some of you may prefer that sort of thing, but I do like a nice smell to the home. And so often, yes, your meal is going to provide that. But having some candles in other places might be a nice thing. Sad, um, just a thought. Okay, very good. <laughs> Which back to pride, I did. I did a story popped into my head, oh, so good. I have to yeah. uh, to tell this story on myself, <laughs> no one else. So speaking of pride and just having to smile and roll with it and not, um, I guess, look at myself and 
fall apart internally. You have to also <coughs> give yourself some some room to not fall apart. Preach. You know, mm-hmm. Mentally, you can't tell yourself, you, how could you do this? You're a terrible hostess. Oh, my goodness, yes. You have to roll yes. with it, as Carolyn said. <laughs> so we had a new family over, and they had three little boys, I think. Three little boys at the time, maybe four. And they, um, I was, I had thought of the children there, this dish did, it was a roasted vegetable mix and we had, um, the way you do it, which I'll have to eventually post the recipe here, oh, but, good. Yes. um, there was multiple things that you just, it was a lot of chopping, you know, some potatoes and some squash and broccoli florets and you, know, you roast it all in the oven mm, sausage delicious. links yes. and you know sliced sausage and you roast in the oven and it was seasonings and it was just just delicious my kids devoured it so i thought this is perfect Great. you little young kids they can kind of pick what they like or maybe scooch to the edge if they don't like squash they still have sausage right. and potatoes who, who could go wrong we made that? a massive amount because at the time we had all of our boys our all of them were teenagers at home sure. so it's seven people plus the family Massive amount, roast it all. I am just feeling great about this. We serve it all, and we sit down, and I'm eating, and I'm thinking something's not right, something's oh, no. missing. Oh. I had left out all the potatoes. Oh no, there were no potatoes. No. So I fed all of the children. Thankfully, they had sausage, <laughs> vegetables. They had a vegetable meal and some slices of sausage. So the largest amount, the funnest thing, you know, <laughs> besides the sausage, which is supposed to be lots of potatoes right. chopped up. Because of course. And I had gone to the I had gone to the refrigerator, the pantry, you know, I thought I had but there was just so many pe- I had oh, done sure. so many different yeah. things and pulled out baby carrots and I thought I had it all. So yeah, that was a moment where I was just like, hmm. Sorry guys, there were supposed to be potatoes. Good luck everyone. Next time <laughs> come over I'll make it the right way. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> Oh, it was so embarrassing and so humiliating and just one of those moments where I realized God is teaching me this is not about me. We're still going to smile and I'm still going to be a good hostess, hopefully, and I'm not going (laughs) to fall apart. And hopefully I had a good dessert. I don't know what I served, but I I hope that's Dessert, you know, is your savior. Dessert is, yes. Dessert is your saving grace. Always have dessert. I don't care if you have a package of Oreos. If you have a dessert with kids, Mm -hmm. they'll forgive you of everything. There's ice cream in the freezer. Ice cream. They're, you know, you're their favorite person. Okay. What is your must-have kitchen item and where can we find it? Oh, boy. Okay, well, I mean. And I'm sure you have a lot. Like I said, I mean, if you're thinking this Italian meal, the pasta maker is sure. kind of crucial for that. But if we, as I think you are implying, are going more generic, the must-have, you know, be, and I think Becca and I talk about this a lot when we cook, is you can never have too many large bowls. And I mean large, not just your small five to seven quart. Because in especially in our communities where we are feeding a lot of people, um, I'm talking, you know, put your baby in it for a bath type of bowl. I don't think I had quite that big, but this (laughs) is the size bowl that I did for all of my chopped vegetables Excellent. Is it sans potatoes? I suppose we should uh, we should qualify say sans that. Yes. It makes us sound fancier <laughs> about it. Vegetable bowl, sans yes. potatoes. Yes, that bowl. What's the width? With sausage. With that con sausage. <laughs> I'm probably mixing languages here. We Regardless, fly. that bowl. Oh. I was able to find at Sam's Club. Maybe oh, Costco very sells good. Them, yeah. But they don't have maybe the big, big one you're talking so about. So I found these at URM down in Lewiston. Okay, what is that? And it's like a it's for? like a restaurant store. 
Okay, and probably many of you will have those of different names in different towns. But essentially, look up, do you have a restaurant store? Because they will, yes, because they'll sell those giant, and they have food too, so you can get the Mongo amounts of things, and sometimes cheaper than Costco. So you'll want to compare. I learned this from ladies up here too. Okay. Um, And are they stainless steel? They're stainless steel bowls, and I mean, we're talking, I, I kid you not, you could bathe a child in some of these. So I have three. No, then and, and I, I confess, Becca, if you're listening, it's I am delighted to have done this because I own them now. But I thought I'm doing all these dinners with Becca, and we need these size bowls <laughs> to mix things <laughs> yes, up. Because um, you're serve if you're helping with college events, the students. I mean, one class oh, yeah. alone might be hundred kids. Easy, busy, easy and, or more, and just that more ease. And especially if you, you know, you just find yourself using bowls for everything. You know, oh well, I need to make the sauce. Oh, I need to chop the raw chopped meat and this and the veg over here. We talked about earlier being prepared. Well, some of that is the food prep. Where do you put it? Yes. Um, and so it's the bowls or the bread is rising. This one, the rolls are rising and this one, you know what I'm saying? Well, you need your baking pans. And so then the baking pan, right? So that my pans yes, are free. the pans are free. So, um, and then just the not wanting, I don't know about you, but like, well, especially like mixing large amounts of salad and you're slopping it out on the counter because the bowl is not big enough quite for the crowd that you have right so I've just suddenly been in love with the fact that I have like I have all the bowls and I can you know industrial amounts of cookie dough or (laughs) whatever it is that has you know that has become okay I I do have a large one but I don't think I have a large large this is going on my wish list yeah this will become my friend for large crowds Yeah. yeah it's pleasing (laughs) <laughs> I need this for the time that I make the, uh, the veg? vegetables mm-hmm. con potatoes. Yes. <laughs> well, actually, I, I actually thought of that because I love a good pan of roasted veg. And here we are entering that season and having a bowl to toss it with the oil and do huge mm-hmm. amounts and yes. then pour it onto your pan. And you're just like, look at that. Yes, because that you can mix. Yes, it's all covered. Okay, do you have a story to tell us? Does this involve yes. your grandmother? Yes. So so I, I'm, sure, I'm sure I have many stories that one could tell about many things but that was the one that popped in my head because she shared it with us the and she's just the sweetest and I learned so much from her about gracious hospitality because it was my dad's side so Christmas and holidays we had a million people in and out of the house and grandma I don't know if she ever went to bed she's constantly cooking right and, and doing all the beautiful slept. things I'm pretty sure no because you know it wasn't like she'd just get up and say have cereal she's of the generation of well we're cooking your eggs and your bacon and I have the rolls already you know that person so I'm I like need to you come to her free. house yeah, well she passed on but <laughs> oh. yes some someday in glory let's yes. all cook together will, yes that um, sounds wonderful but she was telling me the story and I think we heard it many times but it, it was kind of a classic one but it actually happened to her of okay um she was an only child and married my grandpa who came from a family of six and, and her contrast of kind of a poor only child, and he came from a more wealthy family with a beautiful neighborhood and beautiful mother and this gorgeous home. And so the first dinner of their married life that they had with his parents was a big deal to her. Yes. This was really intimidating and, and huge. And we've all been there, right? That can be. So in the classic 50s, well, no, no, they got married in the 40s. So 40s, 40s fashion, it was going to be roast and vegetables and rolls and, you know, very classic sort of thing. So she was so careful and prepping everything and getting it all ready to go and rethinking it. 
table's beautiful. So everyone sits down to dinner and I think they're having the opening course. And that was the moment that grandma realized that the, she had not turned on the oven for the four hour cooked roast that she got. She just set it in the cold oven. And she forgot that it was not on. Oh. And so there's oh, no, no. speaking of no, right? <laughs> and of course, oh, she just was so humiliated. Oh. She felt so, cause only, oh. it's only the centerpiece of yes. the meal. Right. And, and of course my great grandmother was you know, totally gracious about it I'm and sure. so on. And I, I don't know what she, there really wasn't anything to do. Vegetables. You can't really punt. So it, speaking of the, speaking vegetables, of the vegetables and bread, very important portion. <laughs> that's pretty much what they you start talking about Daniel in the Bible. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, well, I could afford to lose a few pounds. So. Yeah. But this, it stuck with her because of course, you know, here she was telling me this story 40, 50 years later after it happened to her. So what, I mean, what was there? You don't remember what they just ate the, they no, I'm pretty sure they the just ate the sides because unlike today, it's not like she had all this extra stuff right. in the refrigerator or could just whip something out sure. from the freezer. Or order pizza. Right. You can't order pizza nope. and say, well, it'll be here in yeah. 20 minutes. So you just, you really literally had to go, I'm very sorry. And here is the situation. Let's hope so. she had a good dessert. I think she did. I do think grandma had a good dessert. Could, so. that, that could be the saving grace. Dessert and coffee. We'll just skip right, right over to that. We will just, yep. <laughs> Smile over our vegetables and have extra dessert. Amen. Well, you know, she may have come from the generation. I know, you know, back in my grandmother's day, they just had extra, well, in the South, maybe it's everywhere. Maybe it's England. Maybe it's the North. You'll have to tell me, (laughs) listeners. In the South, it is just, you know, my husband had to really train me on this because his mom would always have so much food. You walk in and you think an army can't yes. eat this amount of food. <laughs> That's fair. It always, you know, in the South, it would just be horrifying to not have so right. much that they, you know, <laughs> the guests really need to feel like they can go back for seconds and thirds. Mm-hmm. And so there were a few times when in our early marriage, we'd have people over and we'd have just enough. And my husband would be the one a little bit horrified. And he'd kind of remind me later, like, sure that we have plenty of extra you know we want to make sure that they feel like they can (laughs) eat as much as they want which I have grown into that because having teenagers Mm. I do recognize Mm -hmm. how important that is if you are inviting a family over with teenage boys teenagers I should say teenage boys or girls you just never know when they're on a great spurt this is fair but especially those teenage boys you will be amazed if they're hungry, oh, like incredible. let's say they're coming off of a sports practice, you know, they're coming to your house right after, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever sports mm-hmm. they play, they can devour some food. And it, again, it's a compliment to me. I love it. If they go back for their third bowl of soup or their third plate of what a, Italian meat, what was it called <laughs> oh, again? <laughs> third plate. But sure, of, throw, rav- throw Costco meatballs mm-hmm, at them, you know. Yeah, whatever it, it yeah. is, it's just... It, you want to have plenty. So, Amen. Anyway, so yes. yes, that can be your saving grace. If you accidentally leave out the potatoes or if your meat doesn't cook, mm-hmm. extra des- double dessert for everyone. Double, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All right. Well, thank yeah. you so much for joining us and for sharing your menu. I will post this along with all of her tips. And thank you for sharing your story about your grandma. That's just <laughs> wonderful My encouragement. My pleasure. And she will be back. Oh, she you may not funny. know this until the podcast. <laughs> Surprise! But Sounds she like will be back. Am we I might hear to more about food? England. Ooh, yes. Oh, All right. yes, I do need to try this yeah, menu. We'll do that. And uh, probably the next one, too. Great. So, especially if it has something to do with England. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye for now. Bye.